Hey guys, it's E3 week. We go through all of the major conferences. You got Microsoft, you got Bethesda, you got EA, Square Enix, and uh, we might cover a couple of the other ones. I'm Jason. I'm Mitch. I'm Tim. Video games. So what was the big what was the big thing from EA was the the Jedi game right and the Apex season two yep oh man so I saw had, some of the gameplay uh was it Jedi New Order Jedi New Fallen Order, Order. Jedi Fallen Order Jedi Fallen Order so I saw some of the gameplay and I was pretty I was pretty excited about it so it looks. So where I'm coming from, it I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of the uh, Force Unleashed games, and it doesn't look it doesn't look like that's going to be the same kind of game as Force Unleashed. It's more seems like it's like a mix between that kind of gameplay to me and a little bit and a little bit of like the uh, what was it called, Sirico? Whatever. It it's more it feels more and Dark Souls. Yeah. It, which I think is pretty cool. So it's like it seems kind of games that people like, people like nowadays. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the game. I'm gonna turn it down to easy mode and see if I can beat one stormtrooper before dying and getting frustrated and turning the game off. You know. I hope I hope if you do that that you have to replay the game on a higher difficulty to get the the, the right ending. Right. I well. <laughs> so here's the thing. Whenever I whenever I do that, I will not do that in a game unless I will always look up in advance like. If the changing the difficulty changes the story, I won't change the difficulty. So a lot of games nowadays that used to be more common than it is now. But yeah. What did you guys think of the the gameplay? I was particularly uh, like the throw in the lightsaber. I think was one the, of my favorite moves. I think the rigging that they have um, needs to be fixed. It's, it's everything's the running animations kind of janky. The when the characters in the cutscene talking, his facial animations look fucked. Um, the actual gameplay looks pretty good. I, I'd almost say it looks a little too easy, but I'd actually have to play the game to see. Uh, apparently, they were playing on expert mode. Um, I don't know. I, I'm gonna get it. It looks good, but it definitely needs some like polish. Yeah, I I noticed think? the the running like right away uh, when they first started, and the guy was like running away. The rigging of the character looked just all weird, but they did say that it was alpha footage so i'm gonna wait um and you know i'll reserve judgment and and see what it looks like when beta or uh you know a gameplay trailer or when it actually comes out um and it i agree like they so they said they were playing on an expert and the guy that was playing it one of their play testers or whatever he had uh practiced a couple times so like he could do you know, all the stuff that he wanted to do, but it still, I don't know. It didn't necessarily feel like it was going to be that difficult of a game. If that's expert, I don't know, but, uh, I guess we'll see when, when it comes out. Cause I, I want it to be challenging. I hope it's challenging, but it looked good. Yeah, me too. I really do. It was interesting. I'm pretty sure at like one point in time they said that, uh, the people that are making it is respawn makers of Titanfall and everything, right? And and Apex. And at one point in time, I think they were saying when they first started making this game, they didn't know it was going to be a Star Wars game. They were just kind of making a new game. And uh, they were like, well, oh, the, they ended up making it a uh, Star Wars game. That's interesting. There, someone, some uh, EA... EA executive went into a room. They're like, yeah, I'd like you to make a game um, where your guy has magical powers where he can throw a, uh, a, a sword made of light. Uh, no, it's not a Star Wars game, but yeah, just make that. He uses this, uses this something called, called focusing to move objects and stuff like that, but you know. Again, not a Star Wars game. Don't worry about it. Just make the game. 
Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I don't. It's kind of it's kind of shitty that uh, that game allows is allowed to be to exist where they had to cancel all their other single player games and respawn. Also, apparently, it's in Unreal Four, which is funny because all of the other EA games were forced to use Frostbite. Either EA has backed off from that because Apex is so popular and they don't want to piss Respawn off, or maybe they're just getting rid of that whole plan to make all studios use Frostbite. Who knows? Well, doesn't Frostbite itself have like a bunch of problems? It's not that it has problems. It has no history. So it's it's only history is with first-person shooters because it's an engine that DICE created for first-person shooters. So any modules or middleware or anything like that for other types of genres never existed. So every studio who's used this had to build it from scratch. So gotcha. if you ever watch okay. that industry report on Anthem, the, you find out that they had to scrap all of the modules that they had created for Dragon Age Inquisition because it wouldn't work in an online game because it would be terribly unoptimized for it. So they had to start over. And then that, that code base that they made from Anthem is going to actually be ported over to Dragon Age 4. So basically all these studios using Frostbite are struggling because they have to build everything from scratch in Frostbite. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. I mean, on the one hand, uh, in, from EA's perspective, right, I can see them wanting to force Frostbite, but then, you know, Respawn comes along and gives them Apex, which seems to be doing okay, um, kind of. You know, they had a, a, I think they had a decent fallout after uh, season one or drop off of players. Um, but they seem to be doing promising good stuff for season two from what they announced uh, the other day. And so if they're, you know, able to bring in a bunch of money, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, or maybe EA is just going to come off of that and be like, okay, you know, well, depending on the game, you can use whatever engine, but it'll probably go through like some review process. Do we know like what kind of cut that, Epic gets when somebody uses the Unreal Engine. Like, is it 10%. a flat fee? How much? I think it's like ten percent. Ten percent of revenue. Um, I think they have a a um a tier system. So the more sales you get, the more money they take. Uh, or I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, rev split. Maybe it's like five percent. I don't care about the Epic Game Store. I want to Unreal. Five percent. Huh. I 5% mean, five percent of your gross revenue. Five percent isn't nothing, right? So, yeah, it kind of makes sense for EA to have pushed their own the engine that they already like own. Yeah, but <laughs> if it doesn't work for the other types of games, then like. Like it just doesn't work, right? I think the five percent's worth it if people actually buy the game, right? Yeah, it's just funny that respawn can. It, I feel like respawn's like calling shots to EA, like, "Nah, we're not gonna fucking do that." Sorry. Well, I also feel like EA. respawn had a majority of the content from EA side, right? So on on the EA side of things, um, they outside of like a new, I think a FIFA game and and a new Madden game that come out every year or whatever, right? The the big games were um, the Star Wars game, which they announced first. And then the second thing that they announced was the Apex Legends updates. And they're trying to get their player base back. They're, they're, they announced a new character. They announced um, some more, you know, content and stories kind of coming to the map and is, is going to be unraveling there. They announced a, a rank mode. Um, and there's like they already started with a a new set of challenges that you can do to unlock a bunch of skins and kind of stuff and they're i don't know they're they're really trying to push on the the apex front probably because anthem failed so hard that this is like the only thing they have left until dragon age it's funny that uh, anthem was not even talked about at the ea conference not at all I know, right? Like, I think that they're still trying to, or I guess I wonder how much how much dev effort that they are trying to put towards it, and if they're going to try to save it or if they're just going to scrap it. If I was one of the execs, I would just scrap it at this point. It's like they've lost so much goodwill and so much of their player base. 
it's like why why even why even continue when you just make a different game well so you could say the same thing about um like no man's sky or fallout, fallout 76 right Fall- and fallout still trucking along yeah like you yeah. they could or even destiny right destiny was kind of shit with the first destiny until um the taken king came out and that fixed a lot of the problems that they were having with the game. Like there, there are games that come out and they're shitty, and then new development comes out for them and they bring them back. So I, I don't know. Having spent so much money on the game, I can definitely see EA wanting to save it. But I don't know. I bet you. I bet you they're not abandoning it. But what's probably more likely is they had nothing to show. So they didn't talk about it. Like yeah. they didn't have they didn't have anything from the roadmap to show, no new content. Cause they they're still struggling to put in content that was promised when the game launched. Like they don't the, the cataclysms aren't even fully up and running yet. So that that's probably why. They probably aren't gonna abandon it, but they probably like fuck we don't have anything to show. So we're not gonna say anything about it. Like what are they gonna do? Yeah. Like we we're, we're listening and uh, we're working. Uh, we're gonna get it done. Uh, we're sorry, uh, uh, Todd Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that is yeah, probably the more likely right. scenario. It just kind of what sucks and what is kind of a downside with that, right? Is if they if they are going through and spending time trying to fix it, that's less time that they're spending on Dragon Age Four. Oh, well, that's the thing, though. They have Bioware Austin now working on Anthem. Well, mainline Bioware um, Edmonton works on Dragon Age 4. Oh, okay, okay. So Bioware Austin's... Team on it? <laughs> no, Bioware Austin's actually very good. Those, those are the people who worked on Old Republic. Oh, okay. So they, oh, they're nice. used to working on online games. But if you, ever, if you read that report by Jason Schreier back in the, like a couple months ago... Austin had all these ideas on how to fix a lot of the things, and apparently Edmonton was like, "Nah, fuck that." Politics. It's like, hey, we're the we're the developer that works on online games. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And like, nah, we're, we're Edmonton. We're Bioware Magic. That's what they said. Everything's Bioware Magic. I hate Bioware. I hope they die in a fire. <laughs> well, <laughs> so they weren't at E three. So nope, I'm guilty. That's good. They probably are dying in a fire, which is why they weren't there. Yeah, uh, good. So uh, other than that, I don't remember anything else about EA's conference. Uh, that's it. Those two. Yeah, there, there really wasn't anything else. Yeah, yeah. Just, just Jedi games. Jedi. Yep. Jedi uh, games say. comes out later this year. Super excited. Be for excited it. to throw around, throw around lightsabers again. And do some Titanfall wall running. Yeah, exactly. Was that one gonna be was that one gonna be released on PC and consoles? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Maybe they'll follow Microsoft's um maybe they'll follow Microsoft's lead and uh put it put it on day one uh EA access if you don't want to spend the full sixty bucks. Cause depending on that, like I'm if that were the case, I'd probably do that because I will probably go through that single player game in like ten hours and then never play it again. <laughs> Right, that one's gonna be a EA EA launcher exclusive, I assume. Right, uh, EA game doesn't sell their games on any other their newer games on any other launcher but Origin. Yeah, you can get some of their older titles still, like Dragon Age Origins and like The Sims Three, <laughs> on like Steam and other launchers. But that's about it. Yeah. So yeah, pretty sweet. So it looks like some big things are coming down the pipeline for Microsoft. Um, I watched their entire E3 stream uh, on Sunday, and uh, I I feel like with everything that's been going on, with the things that they announced pre E3, saying that uh, you know they want to be able to have gamers choose where to buy their games, and then the announcements that they made at E3, they're they're really trying to be a player focused company and like win the will of the people. <laughs> yeah. They they let me be able to play Metro now without having to go to Evil Epic and Outer Worlds. Right? So 
they had a bunch of games that they announced that a lot of them looked good. Uh, Age of Empires 2 Remastered, by the way, I would play this shit out of that. And then the biggest thing that they, that for me, the biggest thing that they announced was their Game Pass for PC for $5 a month. And I get to play all their things, including Metro Exodus, that is a still a Epic Games exclusive. I don't know how they're getting around being able to sell it on PC, but they are, and good for them. I bet so many people are going to buy their pass just for that. Oh, yeah. It's like... I- I want to know the I want to know the numbers. I want to know how many people signed up the day they announced. I I think a lot. It's a dollar, <laughs> right? So it's sort of interesting because they say I I was reading in their fine print it's five dollars a month as long as it's in beta. So I'm curious what they're going to charge. It goes after at ten bucks after beta. That's they announced that they announced that. Okay, ten yeah. bucks. Yeah, but that's still uh, cheaper than that's not uh, bad. EA access. Yep. Uh, that's cheaper than uh, you play also or Ubisoft also announced a subscription service for $15 a month. So it's still cheaper than that. And they're still I putting mean, first party titles on it. If you have a, if you pay $10 a month and like, I'm just saying if you're just like a casual person who likes to play whatever random game and you decide that your budget, like if you decide that your budget is $15 a month and I'm just going to play games nowadays, like I think you can just like go and just like pay for these month to month services and you can basically play almost anything now. Yeah, there's Microsoft a, hopping into it. There's a good portion of games that are available through the subservices, which is great. Yeah. Well, and then you could even have so if you combine them, right? Mm-hmm. You sign up for EA Access, fifteen dollars a month. You sign up for uh, you play Plus for $15 a month, then you sign up for Xbox for $10 a month, right? And you're still, that's $40 a month. Uh, that's still cheaper than a single title. Yeah. How do you feel about that kind of, that kind of uh, games as a service style, Jason, when it comes to things like, you know, I really enjoyed a game and I want to go back and play it later, but it's behind a paywall. If it only becomes the only option, I would hate it. So if as long as I'm able to buy my games, mod my games, edit my games normally, then if I want to use something like a Game Pass to, I don't know, demo games I would never normally play, mm-hmm. fine. But if, if that, as long as it doesn't become the only place you can get a video game, I don't care. As long as there's still an option to buy it. Absolutely. Like if well, Google, kinda... if Google if Google Stadia becomes the norm, I'm not going to be a gamer anymore. Like that, that so, doesn't that doesn't appeal to me at all. It's kind of it. It's kind of cool though. Like we'll touch on the Google Stadia thing in a second, right? But um, with the Game Pass from Microsoft, and I think the one from EA, I don't know about Ubisoft, but for for the Xbox Game Pass you pay $10 a month or $5 right now while it's in beta and you get a discount on the, um, the AAA titles or roll any game that's on the Xbox game pass. You get a discount if you want to buy it so that you own it. And so I'm pretty sure when I was looking at, uh, Metro Exodus, it was like 10 or $12 off or something like that. So like 20%, which if I was to have the game subscription and really like a game and be like, Oh yeah, I want, I just want to go ahead and buy it. I, it basically covers the amount I'm saving on that on that title covers the amount that I already paid if I only paid for one month for that game. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it as long as I have uh, the option of still like fully owning my game. Like, because if you stop your subscription, you don't you can't play your game anymore. Even if it's on your hard drive, it's just going to probably delete itself or something. Or it'll just stay installed, but you just can't, can't play it because yeah, it's or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty sweet. But I don't want the future to be only streaming and streaming only. That would be fucking horrendous. And, like, really bad for video game preservation. Yeah, I don't... I doubt that it will be. Like, touching on the, the Stadia topic, right? Because that... 
it's a that's a different model than what Xbox and Microsoft is doing. But what, did, didn't isn't Game Pass going to link into XCloud? They are, yeah. So the 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 idea and the hope, right, is because they're announcing Xbox. Xbox now is not the console; it's the platform, right? So Xbox is where you buy and play your games. So Xbox for PC, Xbox on the console. They're they're looking at a partnership with Nintendo, so you can have Xbox on your Switch. And then the idea would be. Uh, for for devices that you can't install the game, so maybe like a Chromebook or the Nintendo Switch, you can install the app and then use the xCloud to stream any of those games that you have with the Xbox Game Pass to those devices, which is great in my opinion. Like, I there there's a whole lot of games that uh, are in my opinion couch games, right? where uh like portal bridge constructor is one of the games that i picked up on the on the game pass it's a game that i've been looking at for a while it's like ten dollars on steam or something it it goes on sale for a little bit cheaper but now that i got my game pass for a dollar for the first month i one of the games that i installed and that is definitely uh one of the games that i could see playing on the nintendo switch when the cloud goes to that but i think it's a i think you have to have a marriage of the two right like i think you have to you have to be able to stream the games that you want to stream when you want to stream them, right? So if you're traveling or you're playing on your Switch or you, you know, you have a buddy over and so you want to open up your Chromebook or your laptop that's not as powerful so you guys can play together, but then also be able to install the games on your your own rig for the people that have them so that way you can play it in, in that glory. Yeah, I think Xbox did a really good show. They showed off a lot of sweet ass games. They also had the uh, the the full Cyberpunk reveal and release date, and and our homie Keanu Reeves. A lot of people don't know this either, too. Like everyone's like, "Why is Keanu Reeves in the game?" They thought it was because of John Wick. No, it's because he was fucking Johnny Mnemonic. Did you guys watch that movie growing up? I did not. It's it's one of the biggest cyberpunk movies besides like Blade Runner. It's a cult classic. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Totally. Everyone's like, oh, because he's got he's got his John Wick look. He's got his beard and his hair. So everyone's like, oh, my God, John Wick's in the game. Like, no, 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 no. That's not the homage at all. It's a giant. It's a giant demonic homage. It's super cool and very neat. OK, so now I want to find his character in Cyberpunk. And if he has a dog, I think I think he's going to be confirm. a primary. I think he's going to be a primary component of the game. Well, if he John, has a dog, then it's yeah. John Wick. <laughs> are you guys going to play it also if it's like an open world game that means like can you shoot his dog I would totally do that you're a monster I know but I would uh, just do that and I'm sure it would like trigger because it's I'm because it's uh, CD Projekt Red I'm sure it would like trigger like now you can never get the good ending because you killed fucking Keanu Reeves dog yeah, the the dog was the key to the last ending. Yep, you ruined it. But yes, I will absolutely be playing that game. That looks sweet as shit. Did they say that one was released on uh, Game Pass? As a day one? No. No, they didn't For say or no. Cyberpunk. It's not. I yeah. doubt it. Okay. I think you're only going to get Microsoft Game Studios games day one on Game sense. Pass. Game Studio and like and their whatever developers they have on on file, like Obsidian and stuff. Yeah, any of their first party studios, because like Outer Worlds Day One, so they saved me because I was like, oh man, I really want to play that game, but I'm not going to give fucking Tim Stupid Sweeney my money because he's a shithead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, I'm gonna pre-order uh it on GOG for me personally because I have all my CD Projekt games on GOG. I did deserve it. It's their launcher, and they're doing good things. I got a bunch of games, by the way, two weeks ago on, on their GOG summer sale. Yeah. If you want to support that game the most, that would be where you, that's where yeah. you buy it. That's how it should be. Fucking epic. Right. God. Um, what else is good? Oh, Xbox Scarlet got announced. You guys, uh, I'm probably pick it one up when it, maybe not on launch day. Well, maybe Halo is going to be on launch day. 
Well, Halo on launch day is going to be on PC. Oh, that's right. God. Mm. See, so here, here's my thing about the new consoles. Um, when the Xbox One came out, I got it uh, not on launch. It came out in the fall, and I got it in like February or something. So you know, a few months after. But I think it was like five hundred dollars when I bought it, and then that's because it was bundled with the stupid Connect that I have never used since I got my Xbox. And uh, I think it was like a little bit later, a few months later or later on that year that they announced that they were removing the connect bundle with it and they were dropping the price and, and everything. And so I have a hard time. Oh, and then ever since then, as a side note that that Xbox has been used for absolutely nothing but playing Netflix. So I, I think I'm pretty much past buying consoles on day one and especially yeah. especially with all their shit coming to the pc now yeah i don't really have a reason one thing i like about it is um anybody that gets an uh, xbox uh they're supporting crossplay on a lot of games so yeah, like which you, is super you, cool. you got a friend who doesn't have a, a rig like we do we and you want to play a game that they also play we should be able to play together which is pretty sweet. Yeah, like it would be really cool if the only thing that they forced was that each person was using the same input device. You know, depends, well, it depends on the game. I don't depends on the game. Obviously. If it's a if it's a co op Diablo, kill the monsters. I could give a shit less of control yeah. scheme they use. Like the only thing I can think of just off the bat would be first person shooters, right? Like if you're competitive console ones. players, competitive yeah, competitive. Ones. You know, but then again, like, yeah, does it really matter? Now, if it's PvE, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, if it's PvP, yeah, then that's going to be... Someone's going to have an advantage over you. But at the same time, Fortnite doesn't give a fuck. They well, combine they combine mo- mobile controller and mouse users in the same little map. Only sometimes. So the way that Fortnite does it is you're combined with other people if you have those people in your party. Mm. So... Gotcha. Like I was playing with my nieces and nephews the other day and they're on console and I'm on PC. When I was playing with them on my Switch, we were only being combined with uh with other console players, but as soon as I played with them on my PC, that's when they joined we joined a match with other PC players and they got owned. Mm. Well, I got owned too because I'm like I'm shit at that game, but Well, you could just separate it for stuff like ranked. If it's just like Brando general, I don't think it really matters. No, I agree. I guess it just dep- it depends on the game, even with Rando general, right? Like on a game like Fortnite where you die and then it's like, okay, cool. Now you're back in the lobby and you have to go like wait for another match and everything like that. That that's kind of a shitty experience. But for like Halo, right? Halo is a first person shooter, but if you're playing the storyline Co-op, right, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, cool. Like, so the my buddy who that's playing with me is playing on an Xbox, and so his aim isn't as good as mine. But I mean, whatever, right? On on that, and he's going to have aim assist for his controller to help target mobs. And yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember being that bad at aiming when I was playing the original Halo games. So I don't know. <laughs> Looking at it through those rose-colored glasses, Mitch, but. I mean, probably it, it doesn't. It doesn't make that big. It's not going to make that big of a difference if you're just playing casually. I agree. Yep. So I don't know. Good stuff coming my way. I'm I'm really happy with the Microsoft uh, announcements and everything that they're doing. Um, I I think they're really stepping in and and uh, being like, hey, look, guys, uh, we're not shitheads and like epic. We're doing everything right, and I think they are right. I think they had. A very lackluster E3 in 2018. Um, and I feel like they made up for it this year. It's time to talk about Bethesda. Bethesda? Bethesda. Wait, are, are those those people who made that Fallout 76 games that we thought was cool, but everyone else thought was shit? Yep. Not oh. everyone. There's like I mean, five people on the forum that kept playing it. <laughs> I mean, we were definitely sailors sailing against the wind, though. I'll say that. Uh, they say five people, but that game's community has been, it's pretty robust still. 
People still play the fuck out of that game. Their their subreddit's pretty active. But uh I do like what I saw. Um Mitch and I have already played a little bit of the battle royale mode and it's pretty fun. It is. It's like an it's a new take on it because it's it's battle royale but with like Fallout's janky controls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's janky building system too. Yep. I don't know. I, I, had, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I like the, the ring of fire that comes after you. Um, the map is much smaller compared to other uh, Battle Royale games. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's too serious, though. Like, it's it's not... It, it knows what it is. It's not going to be some sort of competitive mode. It's not going to fight with Fortnite or Apex. It, it's literally just an addition to Fallout 76's already other modes. That's that's. I think that's how they're look, they're, they're viewing it. And the cool thing is too, you can both get caps for like so. Uh, if let's say you create a new character, uh, you'll get a, you'll get game world experience and game world caps for winning, which is sweet. Yeah, that's pretty Con- sweet. Considering you, you know, log in with uh, none of your gear and everything, so it's it's nice that the that you do get some progression on the main game from it. So essentially. Playing that mode is only is only benefiting you, right? Yeah. I, I think, a- yeah, I think you, I think for because you level up too on a separate note. I think I, they said that you there's also exclusive perk cards that you'll get that will carry over to the game world for leveling up in the mode. So that will also carry over. And there's definitely a lot of it seems like uh, secret content in it. There's when you. It's it's kind of cool when you log in or when you sign in instead of being on like a an island with everyone in the waiting room you're inside of a vault and there's a lot of different places in the vault that you can't get until you uh achieve overseer levels and the overseer levels are the levels that you gain from the experience from playing that that specific mode. So I'm really curious what's like on those on those terminals and behind those uh, locked doors and everything. I wonder if we'll, were they pretty high level? I don't remember. Uh, I remember one that was like 61 or something like that. Yeah. I doubt anybody's able to get that in two weeks. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe they will. Is it a week or two weeks? It's out. I don't uh, know. It's it's out for like, it's, it's a beta. So yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna come and go probably. Um, but I don't know. That was cool. I like the, uh, DLC that's coming up that's going to have story content with NPCs. So all those people that were like, I need my NPCs, they should be happy. Yep. Didn't so this is a funny this is a funny thing because aren't they doing literally what we were saying that was going to happen, where the story aspect of the NPCs is that oh people are coming back to the world. Uh, yeah, and it's and a pretty so easy why. it's a pretty easy way to to narrative draw to figure that out, but um. I mean, but yeah, we still we still predicted we it. did, but like people, uh, I I noticed too, like there I uh, follow a couple content creators uh, on YouTube that are almost afraid to mention this game because their fan base would like tear them apart. Like one guy was covering this and he seemed pretty excited, but he was like, "But don't worry, guys, I'm still upset about it." Da, 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 and just like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> you know, like don't worry about it. It's fine. I think it it's pretty it's pretty exciting actually that like this game like adding M- adding NPCs to the game could make that world feel a lot more a lot more lived in you know yeah that is definitely one of the things that I remember at the world like it was very it was very wastelandy which was kind of the idea and like there wasn't there wasn't very much. Is is a little bit hard to interact with people who weren't people you logged into the game with. So adding that extra NPC will kind of you can I, I guess they, they could potentially use that to find places for people to congregate and stuff like that to actually encourage player interaction, stuff like that. So like we said in the last segment though, like it's regardless of what you think about the game. They're weathering the storm and continue to improve it. Like I logged in, I, I stopped playing after a long time. After like I don't know, playing it for maybe like 
three or four weeks when it first came out. I got logged in last night and it's way better optimized now than I ever was. So, I mean, you gotta give them props for soldiering on forward, even with all the bad press. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I was kind of happy when, uh, when, when Todd Howard came on stage and he's like, uh, yeah, you know, so, uh, we've gotten a lot of shit and we kind of deserved it. <laughs> yeah. And so he just kind of acknowledged that. I mean, I think he has been with a, a few different interviews that he's been doing lately, but I, I think it's nice to see, right. It's, he's not coming out and being like, what, don't you guys have Radaway? Like, come on. Yeah. Or don't you guys have phones? That was a that was a callback. But yep. he's acknowledging it. They're making steps to make it better. Uh it was kind of interesting though when the he was on stage, right? They I I don't really remember other than the Fallout seventy six stuff and there was Doom Eternal, those were like the big things that they were talking about. And when Todd Howard was on stage at the very, very beginning, he came out and was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're still working on Elder Scrolls 6 and and Starfield. And then he just kind of walked off. Well, that was kind of fun. You obviously didn't. For, you forgot the best part of the show. I guess I'm the only one who noticed. What was that? Ghostwire Tokyo with my new waifu, Ikumi Nakamura. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The internet's new waifu, including my waifu. We're gonna fight internet for this. This is gonna happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, that was a very uh, what cute interaction is what is everyone insane? Yeah, uh, I, I, I that game the cinematic they did look good, but that doesn't mean shit to me. So uh, that studio has a proven track record, though. I'm a big fan. Of uh, Shinji Mikami, I I don't think he's. I think she's a she's the uh, lead director though. She started out as a concept artist for that company. That's why, it, if you followed her at all, that's why it's a big deal that she's now directing a video game. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty awesome for her. Yeah. So, I don't know. I want to see gameplay. That's like the that's that's my big thing for this entire thing, right? Is like I want to see gameplay. I want to know what I'm what I'm getting excited for. Cinematic gameplay shit. doesn't happen. Yeah. Basically. So I don't know. Do like Eternal looked good were, too. I like that there were so many things. Like, I, I like that Bethesda timed it so that their Fallout 76 announcements were, they're just like, hey, Fallout 76 is getting better. And oh, you already have an update in your launcher. Like, I think that's pretty cool that they did that. You know they actually they did that for seventy six and their um their blades mobile app. They're like, oh yeah, it's available nice. today. Like Great. I I prefer that type of announcement style. Like the company keeps it super quiet until they're ready, and they're just like, hey, there's this cool thing that we're doing. They're like, wow, that's so exciting. When can we have it? It's available to you right now. Like, oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, it's like because then there's then like it's pretty frustrating when when uh when companies will announce some like super exciting thing and people like lose their minds over it and then like doesn't happen for years right uh yes and no kind of so i i i see what you're saying but like the alternative to that is when when companies announce something like anthem and then they they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna come out, you know, at this date, and then they struggle to get out, and then it's shit. Whereas, like this year, one of the biggest announcements of the year, and uh, a company that's not on our talk list for today is uh, Larian Studios, and they announced um, Baldur's Gate three. And uh, during the PC Gamer Show. Day nine went and asked him. He was like, "Okay, so you you know you're you're gonna make this game and everything, and when's it gonna come out? Like you haven't set a release date or anything." And the head of Larian said, "Uh, you know, this is a game that we want to play as well, so it'll come out when it comes out, and we're not gonna rush it." Nice, which is so, great. But I mean, to your point, 
it could take forever for it to come out, right? Like I'm yeah. not going to expect that game for a couple of years, but that the fact that they're taking that time is good in my opinion. Well, it also shows you the, the difference in mentality between AAA and AA. Like a, Larian's a AA studio. They don't produce AAA games. Which is AA is now fulfilling that market that AAA refuses to fulfill. Because they want to like shit things out. Most like double A games that I've played have been so, have been games that I've enjoyed more. To be honest, yeah, I would agree with you. Recently, it's like, oh. like let's throw millions of dollars at a game. It's like, oh wait, we were supposed to make gameplay and story and, oops, <laughs> you know, it's like the focus is on how they make money from it first before they actually talk about what kind of game they're going to make. Yep. I'd agree with that. I'd really like to be a fly on the wall in some of those meetings, right? And I want to know how much of that is being um, dictated by other factors inside the studio and not the studio heads. Uh, Because if you look at um, Bungie, right? Bungie release, I think they... I don't know if it got leaked or if they released it or whatever, but they showed at some point there was like a image online of the contract that they had with Activision and all the things that Activision was like, Hey, this is what you need to do. And this is, this is how much money you need to make and how you need to like monetize your game and everything like that. And it really hindered what Bungie was able to do with their game. And so now that they have the freedom because they're not in Activision's grasp, they have the ability to go through and do to act like a double A studio now, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Would you consider them double A still? It depends on what they do. Um, I mean, they're a triple A developer. They make they historically make triple A games, right? But they make triple so, A games for not as themselves, right? right. Now they're now they're their own publisher. If they can turn Destiny into a cash cow, they may become a publisher on their own. True. You know, so who knows? But uh, uh, yeah, Bethesda didn't have a ton. Um, Fallout seventy six updates were cool. Doom looks fucking dope. Um, I want to pl- I want to play the Tokyo game. Um, uh, I don't really care about the Wolfenstein games. The first one was good. The other second one was not that good. I'm not really interested in what they're bringing out. Uh, to be completely honest, uh, Commander Keen is made for kids, and a lot of people are trashing that game. I don't get why. Just it's for kids. Who cares? It was for kids when we were kids, by the way, guys. Commander Keen was for children. I played it when I was a child. Trashing Commander Keen, uh, because it's for kids. I think I don't know. Like, it's just Commander Keen. Like, it's a kids game. Commander Keen's freaking awesome, and it's for kids. Yeah, we played it when we were kids. Yeah, it's a kids game for kids. So I'll go ahead and play it because I'm like a big kid. Yeah, I will not play it. (laughs) I I don't really care for kids games, but it's not for me. It's cool. And I think the art style looks pretty dope. So, yeah. uh, but I don't know. Um, it wasn't a bad conference. I don't, I, I feel like the conference this year were more focused on here's this, here's the fucking games and not a bunch of stupid shit. So, so far, so good. It's Squeenix time. Oh my God. This one's all about Final Fantasy 7 for me, man. What do you think? Uh, so definitely like you got, I was really excited to see that they have gameplay now. And it reminds me of the gameplay for Final Fantasy 15, which I enjoyed. Um, but mixed in, you're saying it's, it sounds like a little bit more gameplay for Final Fantasy 13 a little bit. Yes, it's except instead of the auto, the commands, you, you, you initiate the commands manually. So it's actually a combination. If you played Final Fantasy 13 1 and then 13 3 Lightning Returns, it looks more like that game than it does 15 to me because uh i don't uh i don't know it it is because you don't have control of your party members like in 15 like you do there but you didn't in 13 either so it's not it sounds like they come they just kind of smashed it together i'm excited i'm excited that because in 15 you basically only ever you got to play one party member at a time but it wasn't like you really, you really only ever played played the one character, um, until the DLC, one, right? 
but uh, in this in this one, it looks like they're building directly into the game, like switching characters as like part of the gameplay that makes it makes gameplay more rich. Yeah. And based off of the gameplay, they sh- the uh, boss fight they showed, it seems like switching between characters and using all the characters abilities is going to be that depth that makes the game more interesting and hard. Yeah. Which I think is pretty thought- cool. I thought it looked good. My only complaint is I will be turning on Japanese voices. I think the uh, voice acting is cringe as hell. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, like, having not played the original, do you feel like it loses some of the what it is because they're remaking, like, the entire systems? I think they're going to announce this is going to be an alternate timeline like Resident Evil 2 did. I, I They have already added story elements that weren't in the original game. So oh, okay. I think I think it's going to be its own thing. Okay, well, I guess that's fine. Like, there's a part in the trailer where Aerith is grabbing Cloud because she's being surrounded by ghosts and didn't happen at all <laughs> in the right. first game. So I think they're going to do their own thing. Because in Resident Evil 2 Remake, there's a, there's a couple of story points that were changed, and it looks like they're going to continue making... Because, at least in Capcom's case... They kind of fucked up with six, uh, five and six pretty bad, and then redeemed themselves with seven. And it sounds like they're going to kind of do a soft reboot of their universe a little bit. Um, so I, I wonder if Square will do the same thing. I mean, I don't really have that big of a problem with that because I like I can always go back and play Final Fantasy VII, the original, and it'll be exactly how it was when I original when I played it. And I can go and experience that story. That story is never going to change for me. It'll be, I think the, what's cool for me is seeing, um, like the art style and everything I think looks really good in some of the cinematics that they've chosen. Like I was pretty, I'm, I'm pretty impressed so far. Like it is looking, it's looking like pretty, pretty interesting. Like I'm going to be interested in this game. Sucks though that it's coming. I don't know how long it's gonna be timed on PS4 because it's not. Yeah. It's not a full-on exclusive. It's a timed exclusive for PS4. Yeah. So it'll well, be. So the good news for me is that I won't buy a PS4, but the moment that this game comes out for PC will be when they're ready to re- release the definitive edition or whatever the hell they end up calling it. With all of the bugs fixed. Well, it's going to be in parts, by the way. So this is only part one. I mean, Midgard is... Like, wh- how, mu- how much would you say in the original, in the original ten game? Ten hours. Ten hours, you think? Yeah. Of Like, if you were just rushing through the storyline, that game, the original game is about 40 hours of gameplay. Approximately. Uh... Yeah, probably. If you're if you're just going through the storyline, um, it's about forty hours of gameplay. So about a quarter of the game is Midgard. Do you think that we're in for three more releases? Yes. Well, they said uh, at the beginning of the conference that it's two Blu-ray discs, just this version, and it's only in Midgard. So they added a ton of content beyond what that's was like, in the original game. That's gonna like two Blu-ray discs worth of content. Like, so what is this gonna be like? Well, there's a lot of things. Thirty they could, hours in Midgard, or something like that. Yeah, there's it's a lot of things they could build upon. Like, for example, um, as a kid, this this is one the the internet weight is now kind of ruins things because back in the day there there was this fun little thing where people would have these fake theories. One of the fake theories was that you could go go back to Sector Seven, and uh, I don't care. Mitch doesn't give a shit. So th- there's a part in the game where it, it called Sector Seven that gets gets trampled on. It basically gets destroyed. As a kid, that we would there would be all these people that say, "No, you go, you go to the playground, and you, you get on the slide, and you get the material behind the slide, and you do this thing, and then you go back to Sector Seven. Well, they could do that. They don't actually have to do it the way I did it, but they could say they could have a section where you return to Sector Seven and you help people out of the rubble and you do all kinds of stuff, and then you, oh, you go through and see like the horror that happened. Yeah, like or um, they could have more of an exploratory section where when Cloud gets separated from Barrett and Tifa when he meets Aerith when they're together. Like instead of just seeing the slums, you can see beyond that, like how they got there or they could explore the loveless play. 
which is a a big deal uh, to parts of the game. There's a bunch of shit they could do and flesh out um, if it's done well. And you know, it's Nomura doing it, so it'll be over dramatic because it's Nomura. I don't know if you guys follow him at all. I've followed him all my life. He's a really good character designer, but he is a dramatic ass motherfucker when it comes to his storytelling. So, uh, they, it seems like they added more, um, of the bike, by the way, in the trailer. So like in the original game, there's one section where you're on the bike and you're slapping people with your sword on a bike in the trailer. It showed Jesse, one of the other, um, avalanche members on the back of clouds bike. So there's more than one bike section now. That could be pretty cool. Depending on how they execute it. I mean, that was a pretty fun section, right? Yeah. Uh, it seems they're fleshing out those uh, those kind of like fodder avalanche, avalanche characters a little better, too. So they're basically fodder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you won't see, though, I'm wondering how much Red 13 you'll see in the game because he's in the Midgar section, but you get him at the end of it. Yeah. So... I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot riding on this. It'll sell. It'll, it'll sell like hotcakes. Did you see that special edition with the fucking figurine? Yeah. I mean, it's already on pre-order, right? I'm sure they've already I, uh, made like millions. I think of dollars. I. I think I just saw a thread. It sold out. They have to get more. God damn. They're out of the. They're out of the figure. Like people. People love Final Fantasy VII, man. Yeah. It's a beloved so, game. But beyond that, um. They showed off Life is Strange 2. What would you think of that? You guys play that? I don't really care for those games. Uh, the Life is Strange games, I I really have, en- have enjoyed. It's just a little cinematic adventure. Um, so they're coming out with their next episode, I think, in August. Something like that. Life is Strange 2. Then September. I don't know. Anyway, whenever the release dates are. So I'm excited to see the the next episode is the conclusion of that story. I never um, played it. Never played Life is Strange, did I? Yeah, no. I don't know. I tuned in for the Square Enix uh, thing for for one game, which was at the very, very end, and that was Marvel's Avengers. And I am, I don't know, just as, like, unknowing about that game now as I was when I started. I think I, I think it looks a little jank, but I'll tell you this, Crystal Dynamics is probably one of my favorite developers from the past. Uh they made the Soul Reaver games. And gameplay wise, those games are solid as hell. So I'm hoping the gameplay is solid. Like the presentation's a little weird. And I think the reason why it's a little weird is because we are now conditioned to look at the Avengers as Robert Downey Jr. and all these actors. So seeing them in that, not in a cartoon form, but a CG form is probably a little off-putting. Oh, see, I'm, I didn't have a problem with the way they looked. Um, like, character design-wise, I was not necessarily impressed with the the graphics. Like, it the game looked to me like it would have been a game that came out when the Xbox One first came out. Like it just didn't it. I don't know for for a Marvel game, considering how beautiful uh, Spider Man was, like that game was beautiful and just designed great and looked really really good. I was kind of expecting the same thing out of this one. And I just don't think that we're getting that. So, I mean, the, you know, the gameplay could make up for it and it might be engaging and, and, you know, it seems like it's a co-op game. And so you have your four different characters. So maybe a four player co-op and then you could play as different people or whatever. And that's kind of cool. Um, I like the voice voice actors that are in it. Uh, so, you know, that's good for me, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would have liked to have seen some gameplay, not not just cinematics. Tells me it's probably not ready yet. Yeah. For game, like, I don't know. The other thing is I was excited by um, Romancing Saga 3 is finally coming out in the West. I played the shit out of that as a kid. I uh, 
emulated it and it was, I had a fan translation because it never came out here. Um, the Rancing Saga games are like the anti Final Fantasy by Square. They are nonlinear, so there's no straight line story path. The story you choose to do at your own pace, you, you, it's usually you pick random characters and there's a ton of combat and grinding. And it's a great game. And the way they redid the, this game is way different what they, than they did like Final Fantasy VI. They kept the original sprites, but they like animated them and made them look fucking cool. So I'm going to play the fuck out of that because that game's great. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I wish they, I, I wish they'd give that same treatment to FF6. Keep the original SNES sprites. Just make them look cooler. Give them those animations because those mobile flattened sprites look like fucking garbage. Um, Final Fantasy VIII. They call it remastered. It looks like they just they just kind of up the models a little bit. And I'm wondering since I own Final Fantasy VIII on Steam, it says it's coming to Steam. Am I gonna get a free update or have to buy the game again? That's gonna that'll annoy me. That's the thing. So it'd be frustrating if you had to buy the game again. I yeah. you probably will. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet you'll have to buy the game again. Yeah. Uh, what else was there that was interesting? Uh, the Outlands Outlander, the game by the Bulletstorm people. I want to see more of. Um, oh yeah, that that trailer looked interesting. Yeah, but I don't know what the game's about. And it seems like it's a looter shooter in the realm of a Borderlands style because it's dra- it's drop in co op. Yeah, almost like a Left 4 Dead type of yeah type of thing. So it's not like a Destiny where it's like a stupid hub and you have to go hang out with your stupid friends in a stupid hub. It's just drop in co op. You mad that I call it a stupid hub? <laughs> You don't, have to, you don't have to hang out at the hub with your friends in Destiny either. You can just drop in and play with them. No, I just want to just play the game like a Diablo-style game where I just, you know, I drop in the game where I'm at on the, on the quest line and just go like Borderlands. It's great. Yep. It's better. But who knows how that's going to be. I'm just being hyperbolic. <laughs> that game looks, looks interesting. I don't, I'm not going to say it looks good because they didn't show anything. I, all I got was some screens that, because they had some behind the scenes thing when you saw kind of glimpses of the game mm-hmm. which is like annoying <laughs> really annoying uh yeah let's see dragon quest builders looks really fun the first one was oh, really yeah. fun i was going to say that one looked the cuz they announced two dragon quest games right they announced the dragon quest game and then they also announced the dragon quest builders and the builders one looks Super fun. It's like yeah. Minecraft 2. That's what everybody in YouTube chat was saying. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. They had some good games. I, I really like the Square Enix Collective. That's their, in, that's their indie division. They, they, they was, they're doing good. They're, Square Enix is doing good stuff. They really are. They had some problems in a couple of years, but they're, they're coming back. So we did leave out one conference, but we, there wasn't a whole lot going on, right? Ubisoft, did, did they like? There's like a spinoff for Rainbow Six or some shit. Yeah, they they announced the next uh, uh, Ghost Protocol whatever game. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, uh, they already announced it not that long ago. So we kind of knew it was con- coming, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, but they had, uh, what's his face from um, the Punisher from the Marvel Daredevil series. He is in the game as a character, so he was on the stage announcing it. And then the other big announcement that I saw from them was uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which is a single-player co-op, or not single-player, um, a, a PvE co-op spinoff from Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. Oh, and then another Watch Dogs game, but wasn't the first one shitty, so... I don't like those games, so who cares? Yeah. yeah. There wasn't really anything big. The The biggest thing that they said... um, Oh, Gods and Monsters. I, I think a lot of people were happy about that one. I don't think I... I think I was out of the room when, when that trailer was on, but the biggest thing in my eyes from that conference was there... Uh, you play plus pass fifteen dollars a month, then you get access to uh, all their games. Uh, which and actually, it's kind of cool. You get the premium content for all their games, 
and all their DLC. So the that one's a little exciting for me because I might I've always, I've been uh, I've been curious about some of like the Assassin's Creed games. I got burnt out on for a while. But I'm like, oh, the more, the more recent ones have been kind of interesting. Fourteen dollars or a free trial. I'll check them out. Yep. And I'm I was kind of burnt out on the division when I first played the division years ago, the very first one. And I played the beta of the second one. And it was like, Oh, well this is more division, but uh, I mean, for 15 bucks, I might play it a little bit. I don't know. I think um, they said, if you sign up for you play plus uh, pre-register for it by August 15th, they will give you uh, it. You play plus starts in September. And so you'll get September for free. So, I mean, it's a cancel whenever you want, so I might as well just sign up for a month and then get two months out of it and spend those two months checking out some of their games. Yeah. Why not? Oh, and and the final honorable mention uh, that I forgot about earlier is Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, you should definitely watch the trailer for that one. That looks yeah, that looks good. Fun. Yeah. Looks good. Good times. Go go MS. Epic sucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, if everyone liked our if uh, everyone liked our E3 coverage, uh go ahead and like and comment and tell us how much you hated our opinions or liked our opinions and then press that like or dislike button. Or leave us a review on iTunes. We want reviews on iTunes. Yeah, that too. <laughs>